It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. The calendar may say it's winter, but it's always a good time to be focusing on the boys of summer. From the stars who make the plays on the diamond to the ones who make the decisions in the front office, let's bring you Inside Your Hometown Nine with Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Well, welcome to Inside Twins. For all of you joining us all across our various streaming platforms via YouTube, via the Twins Facebook channel, pleased to have you with us. Thanks for hanging out with us. A little bit of a late start. Uh, we had to go through the de-icing, uh, kind of like an airplane, before we could lift off here today. It is 10 degrees above zero here in downtown Minneapolis, which is a, a thaw. Has everybody thinking about spring and has everybody thinking about baseball. It's going to be a big couple weeks for the Minnesota Twins. The caravan coming up. Up. Twins Fest is coming up, and before you know it, we will be joining you from Fort Myers. Today, I am joining you again from my network headquarters here at Target Field, and Rocco Baldelli is joining us as well, manager of the Minnesota Twins. It's nice to see you, man. <laughs> it is wonderful uh, to be seen and heard. There will probably be times this summer where you wish you couldn't hear me uh, when I'm sitting across from you uh, in your office. H- how's life for the Baldellis? It's a, it's a busy, bouncing family you got going on there. It is. We're, we're doing really well. Uh, we're up in Rhode Island right now. Uh, most of the work that we're getting done is over the phone or over a uh, Zoom call or two. It'll be good to see everyone in Minnesota next week uh, for the Caravan Twins Fest and, and everything uh, like that. All the kids over here are doing well. I'm in my bedroom. I'm in my pajamas. Uh, I, it's the only room where there's any sort of quiet right now for us to uh, chat for a few minutes, but everyone's doing great, so we're, we're lucky. A room of three young kids or a room of 26 professional baseball players? What's easier to, to manage? <laughs> uh, there's no answer to that one. There is no answer to that one. They're, uh, they're all very busy. They all keep you on your toes. And when you wake up in the morning, you have no idea what's coming your way. So that's, uh, those are the things that are similar between the two. How do you stay in touch with your guys in the offseason? Are there windows where you just leave them alone? Uh, do you check in via text periodically? Do you call guys just kind of to see what they're up to? A little different with uh, with each guy, I would say. Um, a few of our guys, uh, uh, I'll go back and forth with some texts with them and, and see how they're doing. Uh, a couple other guys, I'll check in with a call or two over the course of the offseason. Um, some guys have very specific things to talk about. Some guys, it's, it's kind of just me checking in, uh, seeing how they sound, seeing what they're up to. Um, our coaching staff, though, and our medical staff, they do a really good job of, of keeping in regular touch with these guys, make, making sure they're following the plan that was set up for them when the season ended uh, and, and making sure they're doing well going into spring training. So that's something that um, that our staff has, uh, you know, over, over time, we, we've learned, like, you know, different guys check in for different reasons. 
but um, making sure that everything is smooth going into February is is right where we want to be. But the truth is, the first month of of the off season, at least, uh, leaving these guys to themselves, letting them spend some time at home with their families and relax a little bit, is uh, is the priority before they start ramping up. Rocco Baldelli is our guest. Our show is Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. How memories are created, legends are made. Every team is different. Every group of, of humans is different to work with. So you have to manage them differently as well. In terms of just your managerial skills, do you believe you're a better manager now than you were when you began this task as a Minnesota Twin skipper? Well, I, I, would, I would hope so. I really would. <laughs> um, but I, I think anyone, if, if you're in a similar, similar role, um, in baseball, outside of baseball, work-related, non-work-related, over time, uh, you learn things. You, 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 you learn from all the mistakes that you make. Um, you learn from working with different people, different types of people. Uh, and then you hope that you would handle every type of situation that comes your way um, a little bit better, maybe with a little more grace, maybe with a little more understanding of um, you know, what, what, what's coming your way after you make the decision or have the conversation. Um, so I, I'd like to think so. Every one of the teams uh, that we've had here uh, with the Twins since I've arrived has been very different. And in order to uh, find some success um, and get where you're, what you're looking for, you have to adapt. You have to find better ways of doing what you do. This past year, I, I would call the year that we had uh, a successful year in a lot of ways, um, but it was it was definitely a very good, challenging season for us. Uh, everything did not come easily, and uh, that's team-wide and with our individual players. But uh, I think we played well when it mattered the most. Our second half was great. Uh, and the way that I managed, the way our coaches coached, the way our players had to adapt was different. So I do think that uh, I think we're all getting better at what we do as time goes on, and, and that trend has to continue. Well, the roster obviously not set. There's still some time and there's still some questions to be answered. But one thing we do know is that Pablo Lopez uh, will be back to, to head your rotation. He was in his first year with the Twins a year ago. We'll get a look here for those of uh, you joining us live on our YouTube and Facebook channels at Pablo taking the field. I know it, it makes you awfully comfortable to be able to write his name onto your lineup card. What did you see growth-wise from Pablo? What did you learn about Pablo over the course of last season? Well, we had high expectations for Pablo when we acquired him. We, we knew what he was capable of on the field. We knew what kind of uh, work ethic, character, uh, teammate he was going to be. Uh, we felt good about all those things, but it's one thing to feel good about it. It's another thing to see it over the course of a, of a full season. Um, the way that he approached his job when he pitched in between all of his starts, you get the same hardworking tremendous individual every day when he walks in the into the ballpark um, and your teammates uh, they really start to uh, to feed off of guys like that because he he would he would produce when the time came for his turn but then they'd watch him uh, how he conducted himself every single day every big thing he did every small thing he did how he handled everything so uh, what an impressive individual he is he's, he's in the middle of another good off season right now he's feeling really good I chatted with him the other day um, and he'll be ready to go, be pitching. Uh, normally, I don't name anything. I don't declare anything. He'll be pitching the first game for us when the season starts up again. 
um, and hopefully uh, another really productive year and, and a better year. He's not satisfied with having a great season. He wants to be better and he wants to win uh, at the end of the year. When the playoffs arrive, he wants to be at his best. And man, those games that he pitched for us this year in October, um, that's exactly what you hope to see from one of your one of your dudes. Phil Miller now has no questions to ask you in spring training. You just uh, you just answered his one question that he was going to ask you every week of spring training. With Sonny moving on, Kenta moving on, still a great foundation in your rotation. We saw Paddock come back and throw well. We talked with Derek about that a week ago, the growth of Louis Varland. Bailey Ober had a wonderful year. Joe Ryan, obviously, still room to grow. But is it different for Pablo being kind of a one most veteran guy? Uh, to head a rotation because with Sonny around, it was almost like you had a, a two-headed monster there to lead the young guys. Yeah, we had a great 1A, 1B. The guys would pitch back-to-back all the time. Um, uh, they would handle uh, a lot of those veteran responsibilities, and they're very different people, and they'd handle them differently, so that was great. They could complement each other in a lot of ways, but uh, I, I see no uh, uh, you know issue uh, at all with Pablo kind of taking the helm um, uh, in some of these situations, um, I think he, he's growing into a place in his life and in his career where he likes being the guy that everyone relies on. So I think he's actually going to embrace this. I think he's going to dig it. I think he's going to show up every day. Um, and you know, he's not a, a, a me first guy, but I think he can stick his chest out a little bit and go to work, uh, and know that, what he's doing is, uh, you know, going to lead him and, and the team where we want to go. So I think he likes it, and I like it, frankly. And I think Pete Mackey, our pitching coach, uh, <laughs> li- likes that too. I, I think there's a lot of reasons to be smiling about uh, Pablo heading that rotation. Uh, a lot of people want to know about additions in an offseason, and the Twins haven't made any. I would argue that the Twins have talent already in-house that has a chance to be even better than it's been. And I'll start with a guy who came up gigantic in the postseason. Uh, We've seen him have big stretches of play. But when you talk about Carlos Correa and what he's done, and he's done so much for the Twins, I feel like we haven't even begun to see the full potential of Carlos as a complete baseball player yet. Uh, Health-wise, that's had a part of it, obviously, but performance-wise in particular offensively, do you feel there's a whole lot more we haven't seen of Carlos? Well, Carlos is a great player because he contributes all over the field. Um, He was able to do some things for us last year, late in the season in the playoffs. We got a chance to really see what he's capable of. Now, when he's you know, feeling good when he's really locked in. That's what he's like all year long. I mean, he has he has a chance to play an entire season at that level, play one of the best shortstops in baseball, hit somewhere in the top half of your lineup, be very productive, be on base all the time. Uh, a couple of years ago, we did get a chance to see what that offense does look like. And I mean, when when he's really swinging the bat the way that he can and that he has most of his career, um, every at bat is just so competitive. Every at bat is just a, it's a real, real tough situation for the opposing pitcher, uh, because he, he lays off so many tough pitches. He has deep at bats. He gets good pitches to hit and he finds the barrel a lot. So, uh, last year he did battle that the plantar fasciitis in his foot, um, was something that was very difficult to play through. It's a, it's frankly, it's, it's a very painful uh, injury. It's not the the worst long term injury. It's not the type of um, uh, injury that you know you have a procedure on. It's just very painful. But he he really found ways to get through it. Literally biting his lip and just kind of limping his way through 
uh, but leading us to the playoffs and doing his job, even though it wasn't, you know, in a healthy manner and he wasn't as springy as he, he normally would be, he played uh, very well and, and he did what we needed him to do. And he was good doing it. He said, I'm just going to keep doing it. And I said, I said, good. I said that <laughs> that's what we need right now. And he said, I'm ready for it. Well, excited to see a healthy Carlos coming into spring this year. And around him on your infield, so many talented players in so many different ways to use them, whether it's Lewis, Polanco, Julian, Gordon, Castro, I mean, the Farmer, the, the list goes on and on with different guys you have. Do you spend time, when you get some time in the offseason, just kind of thinking through your head of the different permutations of how you can utilize the, the talent on this roster? I mean, I think about it all the time. Our staff thinks about it constantly. Um, you know, baseball, can you can look at the game in a lot of different ways, and we have the ability to to use our roster to mix and match and kind of filter guys around in order to use their, their strengths, in order to use every single little piece of every guy that we have, uh, in order to find ways to use their best, their best traits uh, as much as possible. And what it does, it keeps our guys active. It keeps them out there and, and into every single ball game because they know they're going to get called upon to help us win the game. We have a very deep uh, infield group, um, guys that, uh, you know, right-handed hitter, hitters, left-handed hitters, guys that play two, three, four different spots. Um, and in order for us to be the best team that we can be, our group with the guys that we have, they, they're all going to be needed. But I like having all of these guys to work with. It's, you know... Yes, if if you have you know four guys that you can stick out there every day and they're four all stars, yeah, any anyone can work with a group like that and find success with a group like that. We have guys that have you know they might not all be all stars at this moment in time. Some of them I think will be in time, uh, but they all do certain things really really well, um, and they bring those things to the table every single day when they show up. And maybe the poster child of that last year was Willie Castro. I mean, here's a guy who came in and we'd seen him on the other side. And I felt like he was really in so many ways uh, the, the, the hub around which you were able to make a lot of the various moves throughout the course of a ball game. Willie Castro was, you know, kind of a star for us. Um, a, a guy that uh, made things happen on the field where – um, when when a certain game and, and there are a lot of games like this over 162 when the game starts to get a little slow and you're looking for a spark and you're looking to find a way to do something a little a little extra um, whether that be on the bases or in the field or with the bat he came through in every single manner he was so valuable uh, we can't make probably half the moves that we make on the field without a player like Willie going out there and moving two or three positions in a game or going out there and stealing a base and making something happen on the base paths. He just makes, a, he's an exciting player. He makes so many things happen. And to come from being a, a non-roster invite last year to camp to being just a valuable cog for us, it's, it's an incredible ascension for him and, and a great find uh, for us. On, on top of that, great teammate, big smile on his face every day. Just, he loves to play the game and knowing that, uh, that you have that guy is fantastic. And again, uh, here's, a, here's a guy who allows you to play a really fun style of baseball, which I would think is a fun style of baseball to manage as well. I can't even count how many times I'd look down on my scorecard and you used every single player on your roster over the course of a ballgame. Yeah, and I'm not afraid to do that. As a, as a team, we're not afraid to do that. 
Um, I mean, really, how many times do you run out of players? Knock on wood, maybe it'll happen one time this year uh, where you use every guy. But again, like I said, um, every single one of our guys, we can find ways to use them in the course of a game. Uh, and, and they're prepared for it. That's what our coaching staff, I think, does exceptionally well. They, they get our guys ready to go out there in the game. That's pregame and the work that they put in, but that's also during the game. Uh, letting them know what to be prepared for so they can go out there and, and just and just do it. They don't have to think. They don't have to do anything like that. They just have to go out there and play when we tap them on the shoulder and say and say head out there. So uh, it's, a, it's a great it's a team. It's it's not just a bunch of individual guys. It's it's a team. And Rocco, I would say this again, and you see if you would confirm or, or agree with me on it. There are a lot of really talented baseball players who have yet to decide where they want to play, who have earned the right to decide where they want to play as free agents this year. Some of them may end up in Twins uniforms this spring training. When I look at what you just said, how your guys all are a part of it and are made to feel and empowered to be such a big part of it, that to me, if I'm a free agent, becomes a desirable place to want to play a desirable environment to want to be a part of. Have, have you found that when you talk to players? Well, I would hope so. And, and as a player, you, you, we all think back to what, what would we be thinking in those situations? And, you know, knowing that, uh, uh, you know, I can actually sit down and kind of walk through it with some of these guys and talk to them. And I've done that with guys that we've signed. I've talked I've done that over the years with guys that we we have and haven't signed. You know, we, when the time comes and guys are wondering what's going to be expected of them, um, laying it out there, uh, just kind of bare and, and being as honest as possible uh, is always the right way to go. So I do think that players appreciate that sort of honesty, but you can tell them, you know, hey, you know, you're coming in and. Uh, you know, are you going to start every single game this year? I'll just tell you, you're not going to start every single game this year, but you're going to start a lot of games uh, and you're going to end up coming into a lot of games to do this and that. Um, and, and you know, there are players out there that we're going to sign. I mean, the nature of the game, we're going to bring some more uh, guys in between now and opening day. Uh, but we always like to bring in the right kind of guys and the kind of guys that fit into the situation that you just kind of laid out, the, the guys that are actually looking forward to being part of a of a of a well-rounded group that uh, uh, where everyone's going to play, and over the course of the week, everyone's going to get their time. Well said. That's Rocco Baldelli. We're going to take a very quick break so Rocco can rest his arms as he uh, holds you. up his camera. We'll take a very quick break. <laughs> Remind you that this is Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. How memories are created and legends are made. Appreciate everybody joining us via our social media platforms, YouTube, Facebook. Keep the questions coming. And also those of you joining us across our fine network of affiliates. Quick break. We're back with a little bit of a photo album trip with Rocco Baldelli. That's next on your home for Twins Baseball. Chris Atterbury with you from Target Field, where the temperature is above zero. Rocco Baldelli taking a break from uh, herding the children around uh, in Rhode Island. Glad to have the Twin Skipper with us. He'll be back in town for Twins Fest. We hope to see you at Twins Fest. But right now, Rocco, we're going to play a little game here we call photo album we've got some pictures we're going to have you uh, uh add some captions here we even have an audio element here today and i'm going to start i'm going to start at the very beginning because i love the picture let's throw it up there for those of you joining us live on our social media platform for those of you on the radio it is a young rocco baldelli i'm thinking i don't know four or five and a very suave looking rocky baldelli with a great mustache, holding uh, a toe-headed child, uh, and a little Father's Day card. Tell us what we're looking at here. Yeah, uh, you know what? You laid it out pretty good for me. I'm, I'm not funny, so 
you know, to come up with something interesting on all these. I have no, by the way, everyone, I don't know what's coming our way right now. Um, uh, no, th these are the types of pictures that my mom finds and she digs them up. And, you know, once in a while I'll get kind of a, a barrage of, of photos sent to me, you know, and that's, it's actually really cool. Cause some of them I've never seen some of them, uh, I've probably only seen a couple of times. Yeah. I think that was our old house in Woonsocket where, where we grew up. Uh, yeah, I'm probably, I don't know. I'm guessing that's probably right. Maybe four years old. Um, my dad, he had a good mustache for a while. He had some good hair for a while. He lost it just like <laughs> I lost it. It's all, it's all gone. Uh, and, and I was just watching, uh, Rio and Rio two, uh, the Disney movies. Um, and I realized that, uh, that the, the bird professor, I don't know. What do they call those, Chris? Ornithologist or something like that. Maybe I could have just made that up. Uh, actually looks pretty similar to my dad. Uh, uh, and, and this photo is actually just doubling down on that. But pretty nice photo you found. Yeah, and the sweet wood paneling in, in the background. Oh, yeah. there. I really like that a lot. Now, your dad is a treasure. And we love having him around the ballpark when he's out to visit or if he's on the road. And we actually got him to sit down with Dan Gladden. And they had a long conversation that we aired last year on the air. And the two of them together, honestly, were, were magical. Uh, we have just one clip. Uh, this was about you and your study habits as as a as a, a school kid or as a high school kid. Let's listen to to your dad. Uh, he was uh, he was one of those guys that just would he'd study and he'd remember and he could recall everything he he read. He was one of those type of students. He'd go play sports and then at night he would come back and he'd study and I'd find him in his room at two in the morning with his glasses on and a book on his chest and the lights on. So I would shut off the lights, take the glasses, cover them. And that was the way he was. I mean, that was him. So we get the shot of you, very scholarly looking shot of you, by the way, very handsome yearbook shot. Is that accurate? Were you, did you have that sort of retention with the reading and also the falling asleep with the light on, the glasses, the book on your nose? Is that how you remember it? Well, I mean, kind of. I was the one sleeping, so there's only so much that that I think I was uh, remembering at that time. No, you know what I remember just as, as a kid? I, I would just try to figure out different ways to get... There was too much to do over the course of the day, so I, you have to... Just like right now, like as I'm sitting here in my bedroom, I'm in my pajamas, there's too much to to do so you you find different ways to get it done and sometimes you get it all done and sometimes you don't but yeah study in the car on the way to because my dad drove me to school every single day until i was 18 and we lived about 30 to 40 minutes from um where i went to school so he would drive me every morning and i'd, I'd study and then you know after school you know study before practice get in the car study on the way home and then pass out you know doing it but uh uh I got that more from my mom because my dad, I didn't, I didn't get that from my dad. My dad wasn't doing, I don't think much studying, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, when he was younger and, and in high school, but, um, you know, he, he took care of me pretty good and got me exactly where I needed to be every day. Well, well, you haven't had the opportunity yet with your little ones, but you will as somebody who drives his high school age daughter to school every day. It's my favorite 25 minutes of the day. It's, it's the greatest as a parent that you get, especially in our world where we're gone a lot, uh, it is the greatest 25 minutes of a day. And I know your dad probably still cherishes all of those rides with you uh, to this very day. You were Chris, busy. Chris, Chris, it also, it also, uh, we listened to 94 HJY every single day on the way to school. So I got all the classic, I got about 15 years of, of classic rock um, 
you know, background. And, uh, you know, that, that was actually huge because it kind of set me up going forward in a yeah. lot of ways. And we talk about all the music that he would listen to when he was young and who he liked and, and stuff like that. So without that, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe my uh, love of music would not quite be there if not for those drives. Precious times, precious times with uh, a parent and their child. All right, Rocco, having a whole lot of fun flipping through the uh, the photo album and taking a trip down memory lane. Now, we have had some technical difficulties with our connection to Rhode Island. Not sure if we're going to be able to get to questions as we usually do in our final segment. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to do that. But uh, in, in the case that the connections, uh, again, proved to be problematic, uh, we've got a whole lot more photo album still to come right here on Inside Twins. So stick around on your home for Twins Baseball. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. How memories are created and legends are made. Now, typically here in our final segment, we'll take uh, questions uh, that those of uh, you joining us on our uh, on our social media platforms via the Twins YouTube channel, Facebook page, uh, have, have sent in. We're having some technical issues in terms of being able to do that today. But the good news is we've got, Rocco, a few pages left in our photo album. So let's go ahead and uh, flip back through a few more pages here. Uh, everybody knows you could you could hoop. Everybody knows you could play baseball. But we got, we got this uh, shot as well, one of my favorite sports, having just spent the weekend at my daughter's volleyball tournament. That's you flying high, uh, playing volleyball, outside hitter, middle. Uh, where did you like to play? Well, first of all, the sh- those are my personal shorts. The shorts that they would hand out originally <laughs> at the you know first day of practice for uh, the games. They 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 weren't going to cut it, so I would wear a little my, small, a little my, small. My, they were a little tight. My, I would wear my <laughs> basketball shorts uh, uh, whenever I could sneak them in. But um, uh, yeah, yeah, I. I uh, I broke my leg pretty seriously. I broke my tibia in like several spots as a freshman. And so I started as a freshman over again. So I had two freshman years of high school, actually. It was kind of a weird situation. So I had five years of high school. My second freshman year, I said, I'm going to play volleyball. We had a family friend that played uh, at a pretty high level um, indoor volleyball and uh, kind of taught me a little bit, walked me through things. It ended up being just an awesome experience. So I ended up playing outside hitter. And um, we, we won some state championships uh, up in Rhode Island, boys indoor volleyball. And, uh, you know, when, when you play against some big some of the big boys and they're good athletes and stuff, it's a it is a good, competitive, fun kind of action packed sport. So I, I couldn't have been happier uh, with that and, and being turned on to that. I was very lucky to have people that uh, encouraged me to play. Um, but playing all the different I mean, I love baseball, but playing all the different sports that I played was probably one of the things that helped me more than more than anything that I possibly ever could have done in my athletic career. And, and volleyball was a big part of that. Yeah, and I hope all parents with kids who want to be in sports heard that and, and 
cash it in. Play everything. Uh, and you didn't flop at any of them except for this one. That was a Dick Fosbury joke. We don't get enough of those. But that's you, uh, <laughs> Fosbury, flopping right over the top of a uh, high jump bar there. Are, are you rocking a flat top in this one? Is that Most likely. Yeah? Most likely. Uh, e- even into high school, I don't, I don't even know what, what was going on there. Uh, you know, I would I would get my hair cut wherever my mom basically told me to. So, but you know, what, whatever my mom was telling me to do is she bought most of my clothes even going into that uh, uh, age. And, you know, what, whatever. I was I was probably fine with it. But that does look kind of like a flat top now that uh, now that you say it. I, I you know, not everyone can do that really flexible, you know, the Fosbury flop move. I clearly could not. I probably would have done better just going over, uh, you know, head first and, and seeing how high we could get. I just saw a picture from Derek Falvey last week showed us a picture of Walker Jenkins jumping over like a 20-foot bar. I mean, it was a ridiculously athletic move. That kind of calls to mind a, uh, uh, maybe a thinner Walker Jenkins there flopping over that bar. Oh, well, no, no. <laughs> I mean, that guy, he's built like a tank. I got a chance to meet him when he came down. Uh, he is a big, strong, great athlete. The way he moves, too, for being such a, uh, a large, big, strong individual is is great. He had a nice little start to his career too, so that was uh, wonderful to see. I think everyone in the organization is uh, is pretty excited about that. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I I'll, I'll say it again. I mean, uh, you know, you only you know you only you know start doing um, the athleticism part that that you need in baseball. You know, generally has to come from somewhere, and and playing all those different sports is is uh, I think the best way to get it. Now let's finish up one last page of the photo album, Rocco. D- describe this beauty right here. Well, that's that's Bowie. That's Bowie, our uh, beautiful Beauceron. She's she's nine now. She's downstairs right now, hurting everyone, keeping everybody <laughs> uh, uh, intact. That's uh, that is a a, uh, a concert t- uh, T-shirt that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> and that's when we were in Florida. That's uh, you know when you know you're rocking a little bit of a some sun on the head and getting a little tan and stuff like that that was when i was coaching uh with the rays we bought a little house in saint pete a nice old home and uh no kids running around i that 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 picture sounds quiet to me i i can't really uh hear anything from coming from that but um uh no those those were uh you know pretty great times i had a long history down in florida and uh always really enjoyed myself there but that, I don't know where you found that. I don't, that's kind of someone's digging, really, if they're, if they're pulling it's out, out some, there. Uh, All right. A perfect way to end it with uh, Bowie, beautiful puppy uh, Bowie there uh, on Rocco's sunburned head as the final page of our photo album and what's going to prove to be the final page of our Inside Twins program. I want to thank Rocco Baldelli for joining us. We battled through uh, some technical difficulties here today and appreciate all of you hanging with us as well. A reminder next week, things get, well, things get very real. We'll be out on caravan in fact we'll be broadcasting this program next wednesday live from the twins winter caravan we hope to see a lot of you out there joining us in person at our various caravan stops around twins territory and of course you can always find us right here across our wonderful network of radio affiliates for rocco baldelli chris atterbury saying so long this has been inside twins on your home for twins baseball you have been listening to inside twins brought to you by killabrew root beer locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.